In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Nahum chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, where I'll ask the question, why is Nineveh condemned by God? Nahum chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 says, Woe to the bloody city, all full of lies and plunder, no end to the prey. The crack of the whip and the rumble of the wheel, galloping horse and bounding chariot, horsemen charging, flashing sword and glittering spear, hosts of slain, heaps of corpses, dead bodies without end. They stumble over the bodies, and all for the countless whorings of the prostitute, graceful and of deadly charms, who betrays nations with her whorings and peoples with her charms. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and will lift up your skirts over your face. I will make nations look at your nakedness and kingdoms at your shame. I will throw filth at you and treat you with contempt and make you a spectacle. And all who look at you will shrink from you and say, Wasted is Nineveh. Who will grieve for her? Where shall I find comforters for you? Nahum speaks of Nineveh. He speaks of that great city, the great city that a hundred years ago, Jonah had gone and called to repentance. But Nahum's message is not the same as Jonah's. Jonah's was a message of repentance, and they repent, and it's joyful. But Nahum goes and he pronounces a judgment. He pronounces condemnation upon Nineveh and the nation of Assyrians because they had conquered Israel and they had done so with glee. They delighted in the violence. They were ruthless in all that they were doing. And because of this, ultimately the Lord will crush them for their bloodlust, for their violence, and for their wickedness. Well, here are three thoughts from Nahum chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, answering the question, why is Nineveh condemned by God? Thought number one, plunder. Here's what the Assyrians would do. The people of Nineveh, they would go and they would completely ravish a city and they would take everything. Now, this isn't necessarily all that odd, especially in the ancient world. We have the saying, to the victors go the spoils, and that's the general gist of what would happen in war. When a conquering army would come, they would take everything. But there's something about the way the Ninevites did it. There's something about the ruthlessness of the Assyrians that mean that this plunder that they're taking is excessive, that they're leaving nothing at all in their wake, that there's no consideration in any form for the people that they are conquering. And it's because of this joy that they take in the destruction of others. It's because of this joy that they take in the violence inherent in nation conquering or nation building, whatever it is that they're doing. Because they enjoyed it so, this becomes one of the reasons why the Lord will ultimately send the Babylonians in to do to the Assyrians what they had done to other nations. Thought number two, idolatry. The Assyrians are idolatrous, and this is one of those things that comes up all throughout the text of Scripture, that the Lord detests those who worship idols. He detests those idols, and when the Assyrians are going and they go about their brutal forms of worship, their worship was also brutal, just like their plundering and conquering was, he is upset by it. He talks about all the whorings of the Ninevites the whorings of the Ninevites after these false gods, that their joy was in worshiping these gods that are not the God who has created all that exists. No, they want to worship gods of their own imagination. 
And as they chase after and worship these gods of their own imagination, they insult the real, true creator of all things. And there's something that we need to take from that. We need to recognize that the Lord hates the idolatry of Israel, but he also hates the idolatry of everybody else. Because whenever you are acting out idolatrous worship, you are robbing from God the worship and esteem and glory that is due to him and to him alone. So we need to be careful that we do not worship anything besides the almighty creator of the universe. Thought number three, pride. The Assyrians, the Ninevites, they were proud. They were a proud people because after all, they're being pretty successful, right? And this is something that we see throughout the course of human history is that God has a way of humbling the proud. That whenever people get a little too big for their britches, the Lord has a way of bringing them back down to size. And this is what the second half of the passage that I read deals with, that the Lord is going to bring shame upon Nineveh. He is going to make it so that whenever people think about this city that was once great, they are going to think that it's just a terrible thing that has happened to it. Oh my, isn't it just so awful what happened to that city? It was once great and now it's destroyed. And this is what the Lord says through Nahum that he is going to do. That he's going to take this city that was great, but that delighted in evil and delighted in false worship. And he's going to bring them low because they failed to esteem the almighty creator. The Lord takes the pride of the Assyrians, the pride of Nineveh, and crushes it using the mighty arm of Babylon. We'll see the same thing play out with the Babylonians, with the Medo-Persian Empire, with the Greeks, with the Romans. It happens all throughout the course of history that those who have great pride and great esteem in themselves, ultimately the Lord brings low because he is over and above all things. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Nahum chapters 1 through 3. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.